Hey everybody, welcome to the Holtcast for 7500toholt.com. I'm Jack Grimsey. Alongside me, as usual, Robert Lintot, uh, one of our other semi-regulars on the pod, actually, James Rushton. It's his birthday, so we want to say happy birthday, James. And um, I hope you could hope you could stay off your, your phone for more than five minutes at dinner with your girlfriend. So, um, yeah, Robert. Robert tells me that um, we're going to start having ads now. So if you're if you're listening, we apologize for that. If you're watching on YouTube, you won't you won't have to do that. So maybe if you if you really don't like them, you can just watch on YouTube. So now I'm going to leave a, a five second pause so Robert can insert the ad after the show. <laughs> Hey, hey, Robert, how's it going? To, uh, let's, let's get back it's to going this. wonderfully. That wasn't how I envisioned it at all, but I think that works wonderfully. I kind of like the call out of the impending ad. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just like who did it, Richard Sherman or someone when someone sponsored him to tweet something about some NFL event they were having. The PR person said, hey, man, could you tweet this at this certain time? And he tweeted, hey, man, can you tweet this? And then the like the phrase in there, I don't know, I thought it was hilarious. That's fantastic. I, uh, I'm okay with that. Uh, so good work. Uh, welcome back to the whole cast, though. It's episode 84. Oh, yeah, getting, getting up there, getting up there. Next yeah. one will be a, a special one. <laughs> but, um, yeah, anyways, we, we're doing another beer podcast, and this actually is not sponsored, even though Robert thinks it should be. Give us money and or beer, Ballast Point. And we will continue to drink your beer and praise it to high heaven. Yeah, what do you, what do you, you got another sculpin, Robert? You got another sculpin, and you've got the? Uh, I have the, the victory at sea, which is ironically the opposite of Eston Bell's season. They're going down. I mean, the. <laughs> if it, I don't it know. Was I like think if, the skeleton on the front is pretty apt. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty appropriate. It's so, Remy Guard in two weeks, I guess. So, yeah, you've got a dead. <laughs> You've got a dead ship captain, and I've got a bottom-feeding fish. That We've got the perfect Aston Villa beers. It's your beer, my lord. It's your beer. <laughs> That's it. If we don't hear from you soon, Ballast Point, I hear that Bells does wonderful sponsorships. Yeah, and, and anyways, um, if, you're, if you're still listening, we're actually going to talk about Aston Villa, even though there's not a whole lot to talk about. First and foremost, no Villa this week. Yay. Yeah. I yeah, was so, so no game, but yeah, last. I mean, we're gonna get to last week's game. It was it was miserable. Villa really should have won. Season's already over, but it still it still would be nice to win a couple more games this year. Yeah, the worst part of last week was just like the day before. I had written that article like, "Here's how they could do their great escape," and they went and screwed the pooch on the first try. Oh, thanks, thanks for jinxing Villa, Robert. You know, yeah, it is Come my on. fault. I take the blame. I apologize. Um, but yeah, yeah. Let's start with the first order of business. I guess uh, Tom Fox is no more. Yeah, uh, I did. So maybe he's maybe he's actually the the skeleton. <laughs> uh, I didn't see that coming so quickly. I had a feeling it would happen, uh, but I did not think it was going to happen before the season was over. No, and the new board members have been appointed and. The leadership is going in a different direction now. Obviously, with Bernstein, um, it's yeah, like you said, I didn't think Guard was going to get the axe, or excuse me, if Fox was going to get the axe then, and I don't think Remy Guard's going to get the axe now, though, contrary to what a lot of people are saying. Yeah, I'm a little intrigued to see what happens there. I mean, Steve Hollis has made it clear that he's going to 
take no crap from nobody, uh, and that he's cleaning house. Uh, Which before, is great. Yeah. The, and, the house needs to be cleaned, and if, I mean, for a guard is not confident he can do the job, whatever, I, I would like to keep him, but, you know. Sometimes. The house not only needs to be cleaned, it needs to be doused with gasoline and burned to the ground. Yeah, and then they can salt the earth after. <laughs> Build oh, a new house. Oh, oh, wait, Sherwood already did that. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's made it clear, though, that he's he's changing things around here. Henrik Almstadt went just before uh, Tom Fox, and so there is, there are the two big Arsenal connections. You know, we bring in Tom Fox to be the guy, and he brings in Almstadt, and they're gone. They're, well, they're um, you there. could almost say, say Remy Gard's an Arsenal connection because just because he's worked under Wenger and is seen by many or was seen as hopefully the, the replacement for Arsene Wenger in due time in maybe five years or something when he had Villa challenging for the Europa League or something that's never going to happen. Yeah, I think he scuttled that plan this year and his team scuttled that plan this year. Um, here's the question that I have about the Tom Fox firing. Like You and I both said we thought it was probably going to be an end of the season thing. Does it actually accomplish anything to do it now? No, I mean, it somewhat appeases the fans. All right. And, you know, it, a lot of fans were just saying Fox has to go, Guard has to go, everyone has to go. At least you you took off somebody's head and you yeah. you gave it to them for the, for the day, maybe. Yeah. And do you think that's the kind of move that's worth it? Um, I'm not, I'm not sure how much the bio was for Fox, but possibly. I mean, Fox wasn't a football man and that's what a lot of people have been saying that's what's needed on the board and I think it's good to see see Bernstein come in and you know and the and Hollis is trying to improve the board but I'm I'm not exactly sure it accomplishes a whole lot at this point. Yeah. It um I'm not sure what Fox was doing because it's pretty clear. I don't know. This is kind of gonna be a weird theory, but maybe if Fox Fox was restricting guards' purse strings, maybe in the tr in the transfer window, more than Lerner, and maybe Hollis wants to keep guard. That could and be. And he so wasn't getting along with Fox, is... I don't know, because then again, if if you're dumping him because you like the, you're, I mean, it's it's different because it's a manager, but you can't ask the manager to hire his boss. Yeah. No um... way. I guess my issue with that theory would be all of the rumors swirling around the idea that we're in negotiations to let go of guard before the season is even over. Yeah, and I think if that was the case, we would have done it because, you know, we, we don't have a match this weekend. Then you can get someone in and start training them even, even one day earlier. Mm -hmm. It's stupid to fire someone, though, because we're going down and no one's keeping us up, and paying guards buyout is dumb, and that's some money you could spend on another player that, I don't know, that guard maybe would want or actually be able to use. We're still going to have to give him a buyout, though, because his contract was for more than just this season. So if he's gone now or at the end of the season, I imagine his buyout is largely the same. I guess, just to play devil's advocate here, why not bring someone new in so they get a chance to see with whom they work well and with whom they don't? Yeah, that's perfectly fine if that's if you're planning on replacing someone anyways. If you're waiting to the summer to see if guard is maybe going to walk, maybe going to stay, or maybe you're going to fire him then, then get rid of him now. And, and bring someone else in. Bring someone else in who can evaluate the squad, who has a, a trial period of with nothing, to, absolutely nothing to lose, and then just go from there. Okay, so let's, let's pin this down here. Do you 
two questions. Do you think Guard will leave before the season, or leave, be sacked, whatever, before the season is over? And do you want Guard to leave, be sacked, whatever, before the season is over? Do do I think he will go? Maybe. It's just, it's really hard to, to determine if the reports are true and what the board is actually thinking, because we really have no idea what's going on in the, inside the boardroom, but According to Stan Collymore, Remy Guard's going to be gone. I think it w I would be disappointed just mostly, more than anything, because when Remy Guard came in, I really wanted him to succeed. Obviously, that's that's gone down the drain. And, yeah. But, yeah, do, do I want him to stay? I I do, it, but I'm edging closer to, to wanting to see him go. Just, yeah. I mean, we haven't seen anything from this team, from the players, from that side of it. We're going to get to that later, but... You can't pin it on the manager. Yeah, it's... Except at the same time, while I agree that you can't pin it on the manager, I mean, this group of players have been incredibly uninspired for the entire season. There comes a point at which two wins out of his entire tenure here is a barely tenable position to hold. Yeah, well, probably... You know, I mean, statistically, he'll go down as the worst villa manager in history, I think. Mm -hmm. Permanent. <laughs> his, his win ratio is second to everyone. Yeah, it's like not even second last to anyone. Yeah, no, he's he's gonna be terrible. Um, I I don't know. I'm a little torn. I really like the idea of keeping Remy Guard around, but it seems pretty clear at this point that he feels like he's done with the club. It seems pretty clear at this point that the club and the players feel like they're done with Remy Guard. Uh, I really like the guy, but I think it's time for him to go. Um, and I do sort of like the idea of bringing someone in to get them two months with this set of players, see who they want to ditch in the summer, uh, probably most of them, but, you know, see who they want to ditch, see who they can work with in the summer. Yeah, I think if there's even a 50-50 chance, uh, say you're from the billboard's perspective that you think guard could walk or that you could fire him, just dump him now. Get someone else in. The you know, question if, then from from that standpoint, like even if if I if I want guard to stay, whatever, maybe it's not the right move, but yeah, like like you're saying, who's who's the right move? If you if you look at the bookies, they have no idea, which is why I think that guard may maybe will stay, or that they just think it will be a surprise appointment. But a lot of a lot of the names at the the tip of the fence lips are are on the back, the back page of the paper. Nigel Pearson, formerly of Leicester City, Steve Bruce. What, where was he last? Whole City? I think so. Sunderland? Yeah. I don't know. David Moyes, formerly of Everton and more recently Real Sociedad, but obviously Moyes was never going to work out in Spain. I was going to say, way to leave out kind of a big page in Moyes' uh, resume there. Oh. His, his one-year stint I, at Old Trafford. Kind of forgot that even happened because... <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, Bruce is... Uh, at Hull City, even right so, now. Still at, still at Hull City, okay. Yeah, so. still at Hull City. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't blame you for forgetting that one year at Old Trafford. Um, Moyes wishes he could forget that one year. <laughs> I mean, Hull, Hull are fourth. They're going to be in the promotion playoff. They're probably not going to catch Brighton. Yeah. Although they have a game in hand, so if they win that, they'll just be two points back. So maybe yeah. you won't. Why wouldn't he stay with them in the, in the Premier League, or would they dump him and get somebody else? Yeah, I'm not really sure. I, you know, I feel like they it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, they would stay with him, and and if he, they do get promoted, why in the hell would he leave them to go to a championship side after just getting promotion? Yeah, exactly. Even if Villa are going to be the 
biggest club in championship history or whatever everyone was saying or whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Um, Still terrible. Nigel Pearson is the one that is, to me, the most tantalizing and the least tantalizing simultaneously. He brings a lot of good credentials. He brings a lot of experience with clubs in dire situations, but he also brings so much controversy with him, and he seems like such a jackass. Yeah, too much baggage for me, and I genuinely just don't like him because I think he's a bad person. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I find that hard to disagree with. It's, it's like people, I mean, I guess it's different having Jamie Vardy, but people are like, wouldn't you rather have Vardy a villa? And honestly, no. But, you know, if, if he was at Villa and it was guaranteed that we would have stayed up, I would say yes, because yeah, I'm that's also a my thing. person. Be- yeah, exactly. I'm a moral relativist. I, I understand that my sports and my morals are uh, not in sync with one another. Um, yeah, but Villa being relegated is legitimately life-changing, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you told me that having Jamie Vardy or having Nigel Pearson or having both of them could save Villa right now, I'd say, sure, I'll take that devil's deal. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Every man has his price. Yeah, and and my price is survival, apparently. Yeah, uh, which is kind of crazy. Um, I don't know. I'm. I guess my biggest issue with bringing in a new manager is who would it be? I don't love the idea of Moyes. Um, he, Steve Bruce. I don't know. That does nothing for me, especially since I really can't see that one happening. And the Nigel Pearson things that, like you said, there's so much package there. And beyond those three, who else would you bring in? Exactly, it's it's anyone's anyone's game. I know even uh, K Mac is is at eight to one odds. I think Bruce Pearson and Moyes were all about five to one. Kevin McDonald, you know, if I, Kevin I don't McDonald think that would ever manage. happen, he's just if, a name that's associated with Villa because oh, he's at Villa, but he's never going to get the permanent manager job. If Kevin McDonald becomes the manager, then 7,500 will become a Scunthorpe blog. We'll just keep our colors and blog about some other team because, no, I, no, that sounds horrible to me. Yeah, there's a, a pretty good root word in uh, Scunthorpe, actually. <laughs> well, hurt, right? Oh, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I keep drinking this with the label the wrong way out. Sorry, I need to. Oh, come on, Robert, what are you doing? All right. Anyways, let's let's um let's try to focus again here for Swansea. Swansea City. They beat Villa one 0 They scored with their only shot on target. <laughs> and would you even consider it a shot? I no. Maybe it was a shot. It should have never been a shot that scored, except for. Was that punched into him? No, I don't know. It was really hard to tell if Guzan punched the ball into the player or if the player made contact because Guzan I think feet Guzan, that were made out of 50, 50 kilogram stone blocks and he just couldn't move. He was rooted to his spot. He was the slowest reaction I've ever seen. The slowest reaction, but then he moved so far. And just yeah, because his starting position was so bad. Yeah, he it should have been that far back in his line. There was he was never going to get chipped for the goal from that distance. Mm-mm. It was. Just terrible goalkeeping. And I think he totally whiffed on the punch. I watched it a few times, and I thought he just whiffed. Could have at least got the guy's face. (laughs) I, you know, he's... Good God. At this point, why not just start someone from the youth setup? 
His bun's not great. Brad yeah, Guzan but then Matija Guzan is Whatever. a literal steaming pile of crap right now. He just can't be bothered. No, not even a little bit. Um, he, he made some good saves, like, what, a couple games ago or something, and then mm-hmm. when we still conceded goals, he was like, you know, why, why would I try? Why would I try? Yeah, I mean, I, oh, more than almost any other position, I think that's the spot where I would just say, screw it. Here, youth team keeper, have a go. And I know people will hate that because keepers are the ones with the most confidence issues, and if you screw them over, they're screwed for life. <laughs> My argument. Yeah, was that you? It, yeah, usually. Put in, yeah. I don't know, put in Benji Segrist. I'm past caring at this point. Who cares? Yeah. Because Bun is useless. Why not? Oh, God. It makes me so angry every time I see Guzan. Angry second only to seeing Lescott on the team sheet. Yeah, but at least Guzan was our hero at one point. That's like that can make you angrier. Lescott is captain though. Oh, come on, come on, Remy Guard. Oh, come on. God, makes me so. I I hate. I legitimately hate Julian Lescott. Yeah. Hi. No. Just but hey, Lescott. If you give me your car, you will be my favorite player. Or if your butt just gives me your car accidentally while it's driving. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I just did a bank transfer with my butt to Robert Linton. <laughs> I'm rich, lads. I don't need that Ballast Point sponsorship anymore. I'm buying their brewery. <laughs> oh, wait. We're changing it to Lescott Point. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Every brew we make just misses a little bit. So... I mean, that's kind of all I have to say about Swansea. I guess yeah. really the only thing we have to look forward to this season is maybe Adama. Yeah. If he maybe cares about getting sold to somewhere else. <laughs> and even if he doesn't, I'm kind of intrigued to see what he has to offer and if we can keep him for the championship. He could be lethal in the championship. Oh, yeah. I think you play him as a second striker behind Rudy Justed and you let him run right through the center past everyone's slow 33-year-old center backs who have, like, six pace and or why not play a two winger setup i mean i know scott sinclair is like the brad guzan of wingers right now yeah but, but scott sinclair is championship experience yeah but i mean play sinclair know, championship just... experience robert that's invaluable <laughs> but play sinclair just so you have a chance to play adama out on that right wing because he would be so good as a winger and i'm just so dreading the idea of playing him out of his natural position I think he, he's a pace merchant and is a, a freak that, you know, some a really strong center back could go, he could match him pound for pound. I mean, like. Yeah, but I feel like he, he does better coming up from the wings and then cutting in for that kind of a move rather than starting in the middle and trying to maze his way up. Yeah, but if he, did, if he didn't have to cut it, I think he can just run by people, honestly. Okay. He wouldn't have to cut in. It would put him at a better angle to shoot, really. They could. Because then you could, play, you could play Grealish and Sinclair because there's no way Carlos Hill is staying with this team, is there? No, oh, no. Although, now that you say Grealish, screw Sinclair out on the wing, put Grealish out on the left wing. Yeah, that's what. Well, yeah, Grealish on the left, and maybe Sinclair on the right, or someone else on the right. No, 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 I'm saying, I'm saying, uh, putting a striker and then Grealish on the left wing and Adama out on the right wing. Oh, I'd be yeah, intrigued that's to see that. Actually, then, you, then you, if you could keep Ghana, then the midfield would be okay, and maybe you have Gary Gardner and 
You know, everyone says Carlos Sanchez is going to get sold, but who's going to buy him? Yeah, he hasn't played in two months. Yeah. <laughs> you know, MLS can only buy so many players. <laughs> Even if China has 1.1 million to offer Ibrahimovic per mm -hmm. week, there's going to, you know, it's not enough money to, to pay everyone in Villa. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had forgotten that Adamo was coming back. Thank you for giving me some small amount of hope to give a damn. <laughs> Maybe not whole, but at least a, a, a figure of entertainment. God, could you imagine if he and, and Amavi came back at the same time? Oh. Yeah, yeah, if, if Amavi can stay, yeah, I don't know, maybe next season. God, okay. I can't wait to watch Amavi again. He was so much fun. Yeah, well, it'll be so much fun next year for someone in the Champions League. It'll be interesting, because if we can keep a few of those young players and make some right moves, I'm not sure this team will be any good in the championship, but I think they could be a hell of a lot of fun to watch. You only need you just need one star to get promoted. I remember watching the championship playoffs a couple years ago, and Wilfred Zaha single hair single handedly carried Crystal Palace to the Premier League. Yeah, but I mean, for this for the entire season, you're going to need more than one person to carry. Oh yeah, but I mean, if you can if you can just sneak your way into sixth, who knows? Anything's possible. <laughs> if Villa could just sneak their way into seventeenth. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you just need a fresh start. I, I, I don't buy the idea of Villa sneaking their way into anything. <laughs> Not at this point, and why would you? Yeah, but um, but I, I think they could be fun to watch, you know, for the three matches. We'll get to see them next year. Yeah, the, I mean, the championship will be fun. There's going to be goals. There's going to be a lot of games. Villa are going to win, and hopefully most of them. Ten Buck says that for the three matches we get to watch Villa next year are the three most injury-prone matches of the year. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, lads. Adam is out. We've got to play Gabby today. Yep, yep, yep. Well, let's let's get to get to Twitter questions because we've got a of Gabby, lot of them. Had one from 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 the birthday boy James Rushton, and we'll we'll start with that. Um, let's see if if Gabby ate himself, would he get fatter or disappear? And the, which the is chicken egg situation. Very good question. Um, God, he he'd get fatter. You know, would you, would you eat your foot if you could put ketchup on it? It's it's kind of kind of the that argument also. And yeah, I it, think uh, we can take our <laughs> our next uh, next Twitter question to you, actually, Robert. Which one is this? Your hot dogs with ketchup. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh... I didn't know that was a Twitter question for this, but yeah, I had a hot dog with ketchup. What do you think of that, Chicago boy? Oh, I think you can. You should be banned from eating hot dogs. The good news was there was also mustard on it. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't have any sport peppers. I didn't have any tomatoes. I didn't have any. Sit, I eat my hot dogs with plain with just ketchup or just mustard excuse me yeah I don't, I don't put all that stuff on you're it. gonna go wash your mouth out after having slipped i know i almost lied under oath <laughs> um, <laughs> for those of you yeah, not that, aware that robert's, england, robert's response yeah in england Fisher, chicago people like jack don't put ketchup on their hot dog because apparently it's sacrilege or some crap like well that. it's not so much that you don't put the ketchup on your hot dog is that a restaurant probably doesn't even have ketchup yeah God, bunch of this is why you're but, the second city and not the first. 
Oh, New York with Pizza Rat? I was just going to say... Wait, those rats couldn't even pick up our pizza. I was going to say, I'm not sure if uh, on a blog dedicated to Aston Villa, I should be making fun of Second Cities. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> but you can make fun of Guzan, who's from Chicago, so we already did that. Skipping. And Tyler Fisher, another one of the Chicago villains, um, he always asks us about food, so that's what that's what prompted Robert's answer, but... He said, all right, easy one this week. What has been your go-to beer? Drown your sorrows this season. And bonus points for an estimate of how much Villa has caused you to drink in excess this campaign. So what's been your go-to? Um, well, usually, yeah, at the, at the pub that we go to, The Globe, um, I've kind of been showing up just like one or two minutes actually after kickoff lately, sometimes a couple minutes before. But I've it's been hard. It's hard to wake up in the morning when you know you have to go watch Villa. So, long story short, I don't really look at the beer menu and just get a usually a Hofbrauhaus uh, Happy Weizen, but I don't That's know, or, or a, a Three Floyds, and it's actually from Indiana, but it's quite popular here. Yeah, it's a good choice. Uh, good, good morning beer. Good Aston Villa beer. I uh, I tend not to drink during the matches. I don't know why. I'm an old man. I think is why. Um, it's even an hour later for you. It's almost at noon. I know. Well, it's at ten o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Well, and for yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Ballast Point has gotten me through a lot of this season. I've had a lot of their stuff this year. Uh, but I tend to be the kind of person who will get something different every time he goes to the beer store. So I tend not to stick to one thing. And I had a bourbon, but apparently that doesn't get made anymore. So now I'm in search of a go-to bourbon. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I tried to be one of those people that settles down with alcohol, and it didn't work. Yeah. It's, it's not always... Um good experience i guess but you probably could blame that on on villa more than anything else um i think we can blame everything on villa couple couple more questions we got kind of bombarded by jonathan northall um has guard failed in his squad selections failed to use u21 squad or recall gary gardner and gary gardner is someone i just brought up a little bit earlier as someone we probably should be seeing in the team next year but haven't haven't seen him lately yeah, I would I would imagine we see him, especially with all the championship experience he's racked up while out on loan. Um, yeah. I but I I would say yes, he has failed in his squad selections. The fact that he does keep using Lescott, who adds nothing to this team. The fact that he keeps using Guzan, despite evidence that says no, Guzan is a pile of rubbish. Yeah, that's failure in your squad selection. Can you just play eleven outfielders and no goalkeeper? Like, you know. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, I came to the to the realization last week, maybe 30 minutes into the match, that I don't care about the rest of the season. Just start Andre Green every game for the rest of it. Just see what he can do. Yeah. And why not? And I was really happy when he came on. He didn't have a great game, but you can't expect him to do that right away. It was his debut. Yeah, uh, totally. I, I would like to see more of him. Yeah, and Jay, Jay Northall's second question, would you remove guard away till summer? We kind of answered that. And then is the removal of Amstrad Fox cost-cutting measures for life in the championship? I'm not sure how much cost-cutting a buyout is, but if you're going to say you're going to fire Fox, who's making a million quid, and then put someone on an 120K, yeah, uh, you can consider that cost-cutting. Yeah, and I hadn't thought of that as, you know, are they just firing him now to get the costs under control? Notice that it came really quickly after we found out how much Fox was making. Oh, uh, yeah. A shitload too much. Yeah. Well, because he was making more than a pound. 
Yeah. So, yeah, it was too much. But yeah, um, yeah, I think those were good. What did you did you see the poll in the Birmingham Mails? How much should Fox should be making? And everyone had voted, and it was like four pounds. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, but thank you for those questions, Jonathan. Uh, that was a good yeah. string of them. We got another one from from Dave D or Dave did eighty three. Uh, as a man who only really has managed Everton, the one to get us out of the championship, talking about David Moyes, of course. And, you know, I, th I think David Moyes isn't a horrible example or a horrible candidate to go after just because he worked with a limited budget at Everton and still achieved pretty good, moderate success, you know, up to kind of up to his ceiling. He wasn't good, ever going to blow anyone out of the water. Obviously, I forgot about Manchester United because he didn't do anything with them. And... That's fine for Villa. Just consolidate and spend every year twelfth in the prem and make a cup run. Sometimes, I guess that's. Yeah, I suppose no, at this point, as a transitional manager, just... I'm okay with someone who has a ceiling of tenth or twelfth, uh, because right now I would take getting promotion out of the championship and becoming solidly mid-table. Man, I bet he wishes he stayed at Everton. They oh, just got a, a new rich owner. Maybe they would have replaced him anyways, but maybe he still would have been there. Maybe he would have had yeah. Lukaku, and maybe he would have been in the Champions League and not just crashing out. God, yeah, no kidding. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'd be okay with him just because I don't expect a lot from Aston Villa right now. I don't expect to be challenging for a European position probably in the next six or seven years. Yeah, that I don't even think you expect us to challenge for a promotion playoff slot next season. Mm -mm. I don't. Um, so yeah, I'm okay with someone with a lowish ceiling. Uh, who has proven that they can manage to work with a budget and work on a shoestring, which Moyes um, has. Yeah, something something else we got wasn't necessarily a question. It was from Mark Bannister at 1874FC. Please mention Villa 21 have West Ham at home on the 11th of April, only two quid to get in. Quite a few are going, 10K or more would be great, and can't can agree more. It would be amazing to see a lot of people out there supporting the yeah. U21s. Yeah, if I were there, I would go in a heartbeat. Um Absolutely. Uh, yeah, here, if, if I'll make, go paying two pounds for this is obviously not an obstacle for anyone. If someone is listening live or listening to this later, whoever tweets me at 7500 underscore Robert, I will PayPal you the two quid to go to that match. So it is a free match for you, so you can go in my place and yell and be loud. So long as yeah. you actually go to the match. I, I will happily do that. I want to support this. I want the U21s to have a huge blowout crowd. Exactly. So, you know, that's it's a good thing. It's Young Villa, and it's the future of the club, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, I, I think they could be uh, fun to watch, too. I think it could be a really fun match. I, I know that people have been trying to get on that bandwagon for a little while and try that, and I think that's a really cool idea. And what, we just we actually just signed someone who was released from West Ham? <laughs> the next Gareth Bale. Yeah. The next Gareth Bale, who proved not to be good enough for West Ham, but should feature in Villa's senior squad next year, which is the most disheartening thing I've read all season. That's fine. Wasn't he free? Yeah. But still, the, the idea of not good enough for West Ham, but probably starting for Villa made me sad. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> West Ham's good. They could, uh, West Ham, Man United, on the final day of the season could be for a Champions League spot. Yeah. No, it could be. Uh, and it could be interesting. But... It, it still hurts. I mean, because in my mind, they're not good. No. I mean, just because that should be us, really, though. Yeah. In my mind, they're still West Ham. 
Yep, basically. The the better Claritin Blues now. Yeah, sad. What else we got for tonight? Um, well, we had we had one more from James, a birthday boy, asking which Villa player has let you down the most this season. God, um, Brad Guzan. Guzan, that's that's good. Um, Only because I had expectations for him. He's not been the he's not been my least favorite. He's not been the one that's made me most angry. But in terms of what I expected from him versus what I've gotten, he's the one that's let me down the most. It's hard for me to decide between Jack Grealish just because I expect him to kick on this season and really just become our star. Mm -hmm. Or someone like Jordan Ayew, who was in pretty good form until he made one of the stupidest decisions of his life, hopefully, and elbowed Aaron Cresswell right in the nose. And he just hasn't been the same player since, either because he doesn't care, because how could you, or whatever, we're already down, whatever. Or, yeah. you know, Micah Richards is atrocious. It's got to be Micah Richards. Sorry. I, 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 expected, no, him I, to be, I expected him to be like a top 20 center back in the league. That's not too much to ask. I still will say Brad goes in. He's been bad, but I didn't expect as much. Like, God, if I were to put this in baseball terms, I expected the league average from Brad Guzan, and I've gotten a double-A ball player. Yeah, no kidding. So, what, top of League One quality? Or yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, he's, he's terrible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right, well, we were just speaking a little bit about the, the future with the youth team and some of the players, but... Let's talk a little bit about the past, Robert. You wrote a whole history article today. Uh, made me happy to see this. Today was the 20-year anniversary of uh, winning a league cup. Or, yeah, league cup. God, the way I said that, I was suddenly feeling like I was saying premiership. Uh, but yeah, winning the league cup 20 years ago today. Uh, a young James Rushton was turning three, having himself a lovely birthday blowout, at which I'm sure his parents were ignoring him in favor of watching the telly for Villa. Probably uh, slamming his face into the cake, which that's... <laughs> That's really though. It sucks that you can't remember your childhood because that probably is just an amazing feeling. Oh, I'm sure. Um, actually, now that you say that, cakes are pretty cheap. I feel like that could be the next. Nothing like being a kid and slamming your face into something and discovering it's just squishy and just tastes delicious. And you know, it's. We could probably get a cake for like ten dollars each, and that could be the next episode of the whole cast. Oh my gosh! Brought to you by Cake Face. Sponsored. Fuck. <laughs> um, but yeah, so go onto the site. Uh, there, there's not really much to say. It was a League Cup. It was great. It was a 3 0 win over Leeds United. Uh, but if you go to the site, the entire match is up on YouTube, and we've got it up there so you can watch it. You can see Glory. You can see Savo Milosevic score. You can see. God, it was just, it's wonderful. It's a joy to watch. It will soothe your nerves and make your day better. Yeah, I mean, definitely. It's always fun to go back and either watch the the 57 FA Cup maybe is my favorite. Mm -hmm. Peter McParlin just bruising the goalkeeper in just ways that you couldn't even do in rugby these days. But nah. uh, I don't know. I mean, of course, the, the European Cup victory is special. But that's that's just like watching Vela these days. It's They're totally, you know, Bayern was a totally better team and it was just biting your nails the whole time. And then Peter Wiss scores with his shin. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. It's like a like a Benteke kind of stealing a result, but you know, it's not like Villa didn't deserve to be there. They and I guess to be fair, they deserve where they're they're at now. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's worth it. Go watch it on the site. It'll make your day better. I promise. Yeah, and I mean, even someone as young as James, who I guess is only a year younger than me, but at least Villa have won a trophy in our lifetime. Yay! That's more than I can say for my other favorite sports team, the Seattle Mariners. I like the Cubs. That's so. true. They haven't even won. I don't even think anyone's been alive when they won. I thought there was like one or two people left. Well, they, they don't like remember it because yeah, of no. either, Dementia. Either, on either end of the spectrum. Either they're yeah. too young or now they're too old. So. Yep, that's fair. Uh, all right, that's fair. So, yeah, welcome to the Misery Cast. We're here yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry about that, but... Um, no. Happy note on the end. No Vela this weekend, so like we, right. like we mentioned before, you don't have to um, wake up or start drinking at maybe eight in the morning or three in the morning, maybe if you're in like the Solomon Islands. I I don't know. If but, it's eight in the morning for you, it would be four in the morning in Hawaii. Yeah. Okay. So maybe midway, it'd be three in the morning. Who knows? Um, yeah. We just one thing we did want to mention was our friends at Unusual Efforts. They have a Kickstarter, or excuse me, an Indiegogo, and <laughs> they are really something that's deserving of funding. It's a women's only, or only women are going to be writing about football or producing things about football art, and it's a, re a project that's really deserving, so you can check them out, and if there's anything you want to add on that, Robert? Yeah, started by our own very, our very own Kirsten Schlevitz. Uh, and Sonia Misio, uh, just an absolutely fantastic process, project. Uh, football by women for everyone. And they're not they're not only covering women's games. I want to clear that up. Or yeah. women women's sport. It's just something that needs to be done. They're trying to do it because if you look at the statistics, only about what is it less than ten percent of people covering football or working in football are women. Yeah, and that's absolutely. Not representative and those of the population. And those and who are, are getting consistently mistreated by clubs, by players, by uh, front offices, by their news organizations. Media networks, yeah. Yeah, it is It is an absolutely horrible system. Um, and they are working to correct that. They're working to pay their writers, pay their artists. They are working to put out a fantastic product, including a print journal. And I can say without a doubt that there is no football project right now more deserving of your support than unusual efforts. And you can find them on Twitter at unusual efforts or tweet us and we'll direct you to them yeah absolutely so yeah I mean I think think that's all all we have for this episode maybe we'll have a maybe we'll have a pod for you next week if Remy guard gets fired we'll have a pod next week if not maybe we won't yeah. is, that, is that right Robert yeah that sounds about right <laughs> All right, but in, until then, you can follow us on 7500hold.com. We won't have any match coverage for you, unfortunately, so you won't get to interact with Robert at 7500hold on Twitter because he's usually doing the match coverage, but you can still find us, obviously, on Facebook as well as Twitter, and wherever you listened or watched this, you can do so again as, <laughs> as usual. So I guess that's, that's going to be the end of our episode, and you're going to have to hear an ad at the end, so... Thanks for um, doing that for us. But anyways, for Robert Lintot, I'm Jack Grimsey, and this has been The Holtcast. <laughs>